welcome to the Freeman Football Podcast, the podcast where three friends who had their dreams of being professional footballers dashed away as children. When one at birth was confined to a wheelchair, any other two discovered food have their say on the Premier League. Whoa, this week was good, guys, wasn't it? Football, football was back again. Great refereeing decisions again. Yeah, Darren? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I doubt it, but whatever. Michael? No. And we were making a, a, a bit of a substitution, even though there were a few... I say a few, not, not as much as the not, previous not, not two weeks. Not proper bad ones. Not proper bad ones, but make a bit of a substitution. We, we're 70th minute. We've got an Arsene Wenger. 70th minute. We're Arsene Wenger? Yeah, you, mean, no. you mean 85th minute? No, 70th, 70th minute. You see, you we're making a substitution. <laughs> we're making a substitution. We need a bit more of atta- attacking flair. So Chris is out this week and Derek is in. Derek, tell us a bit about yourself. Hey. How, how, you, doing, how doing? you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm good, I'm good. What team do you support? Manchester United. Oh, great. No, no. There's another started. one. We're everywhere. <laughs> I don't want to get started with that team right now, man. Yeah. You don't want to get started? Nah. You sure? I'm very sure. Well, let's start with the Manchester United <laughs> versus Newcastle. They will know. We've got three Man United fans. That's, I'm not even going to answer a question. Discuss. 0 no, 0 no, at home to Newcastle. And the guy says, good 20 minutes. What the f- Fuck off. <laughs> no! <laughs> Like it's just un- it's unacceptable. Um, fair play for Newcastle for being really resolute in defence and from defending from the front. But Maynard should be creating more chances, more clear cut chances. Maynard had twenty shots against Newcastle, but when the girls' teams play football, they don't feel it and have had that many opportunities. It's again Maynard too slow, too ponderous, too defensive, and not enough spark in attack. Yeah, um, on the basis of the attack, I'm a bit worried about. Um Rooney up front and the midfielders not running in and making those attacking runs but then we do have a midfielder that does that on the bench in Herrera so it's a bit of a weird one um, as for Rooney the thing is I was one of the guys, those guys I'm not going to lie I was one of those guys I was like you know he's been playing midfield for a number of years now so give him the chance up front let's see if he does start scoring goals again he's not looking to do so oh he did Technically, well, well, well not technically, but this was one of the one of the decisions that was wrong. Yeah, he, he was called offside, but he put the ball in the back of the He did, so. but like it's one of those ones where it was a rare occasion because apart from that, I didn't see him making runs in between the defenders. He wasn't forcing the defenders to make some sort of have some sort of panic within there because any good striker knows if we were to score a goal, you need to make those runs, you need to get in there, hassle them. So even if you're not going to score the goal. Unsettled the defenders where they Mitrovic, Mitrovic did that exactly yeah. where they're so where they're so unsettled to the point where the midfielders can then feel they can drift in and make those unmarked runs and get those goals. That's what we used to be good at. How many times? Not good at that how anymore. many times last against Newcastle did we see Mata running behind the left back? Less, less, Mata, Mata shouldn't even play on the right. So I'm not even gonna. That's why I said don't to the yeah. right right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, I just look at. Um, the team as it is right now we, we lack so much attacking threat in the final third and um, the situation with Rooney it just really mind boggles me because I'm one of the I think I'm, I feel like I'm one of the last dying Man United fans that still have hope that Rooney will come come good um, it's just difficult because I just hope that this guy is able to finally just come through and just finally be the striker that we hope him to be at the same time he hasn't scored over 20 goals in the last three seasons Despite or not whether he's played in midfield or not, that ain't the issue. But Lampard did it for years. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Because the fact that you're already 
a proven goal scorer already, it doesn't matter what position you necessarily play. So if you can already score goals, you should be able to get but yourself in positions I've, I've, to score. He's, that's the thing, but that's that's the thing. I I think he's taken away from his own game because he doesn't he doesn't get into those positions anyway. When he comes out into midfield, he likes to go out wide or anything. He does. It's one of those things where Lampard was so good at coming onto the ball, mm. taking a touch, bang. Rooney likes to come back in and collect the ball with his back to goal. Yeah. So you're not going to score goals like that. He's so he's true. being so detrimental to his own game and he's he's becoming very very and ineffective. I think one of the big issues that I've always had with the whole new possession play, and I understand that we do dominate a lot of the possession since the Van Hal era, but my issue is that we play two in front of the defence, and I think that's become an ongoing issue that we don't have no runners coming from the wings yeah. and just going ahead of the striker, giving really more options. And I personally just don't like Matt playing as a right winger and I understand because there's a lot of people that have said that oh he's played um, there for Chelsea and he done well but it was only until that he played in the centre attack and midfielder that we saw him score 20 goals yeah. in that in his second season there so I just look at the way the team is now and there is a worry but it's still the beginning of the season and um, I just don't want to even get to the rest of it because I still think that we're regretting the loss of Di Maria as we speak right now because we're lacking that creativity that we do need um, whilst you're right about Di Maria um, Di Maria never looked like he really fancied at Old Trafford and that's probably the reason why he went um, but again it's just, you've got to give credit to Newcastle for how they set up how they uh, played um, in the sense of for the first time in a long time no, 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 they were no, resolute no, no, you know, I no, think no, no. For the first we, time, we, we made it easy for them that's what I was going to say that's what I think when I Last yeah. year, Newcastle still would have found a way to lose that game. No, no, that's the, okay, that's no, the no. thing. To look at you've got a point in there, but at the same time, they only set up in two banks of four, and their defense wasn't. It wasn't. It was easy because no one was pushing onto the defense. The only guy who was pushing onto the defense was the pie, but then he wasn't making runs in between the defense. He had to get, come and collect the ball and drive towards them and then take shots. But the thing that became the most annoying thing is that United failed to adapt to the, as the game went on, because. Um, during the beginning of the game it was very open and Man United were on the ball on pressurising um, Newcastle's defence and we were getting chances from that but the moment they started to have the two back lines it was like all of a sudden we forgot that this might happen in the game if um, we're pressurising a team that should that we should be beating at home and it was only until I believe until the 75th minute when we brought on I think it was 60th minute when we brought on Carrick also that the game started to change we started to Ignite that pace again, just p- playing passes forward, and we started to have a chance. But by then, it was too late. Would you so, would, would you give Stephen Clarence some credit because he, he came? What was it? It's like ten minutes into the first half. Yeah, he came yeah. down. He came down from uh, the director's box onto the bench, and oh, he really he really changed the dynamic of he, that. He he, of defense. they became more solid. Um, I think his game plan was to counter, which yeah, was I obviously think, smarter because then when he hit a crossbar, and then they could have won it literally in the last minute. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I feel like they resorted Calvin, to it. Yeah. I feel like they resorted to it. I feel I feel like if we did execute more in the first twenty minutes, then I think it would have been, been game over. Game. Yeah, but like, despite of the defense defensive change. Yeah, so. but to Darren's point, what you're saying about them being well organized, he has a point there because McLaren he came down, he changed it. They became more they solid. Well, especially Colacini. Colacini really, really impressed me, and yeah. I felt that um, he lacked a lot last season. But he really came up to his own um, in that game. Who else did impress you? I would say Mitrovic had a, a decent, oh, not so really good game. It's two missed chances, but they were, he, t- he took them really well. For for a, a, a striker leading the line without much service because yeah. of the lack of possession he did, as well as he could do, barring probably scoring that header, 
um, Salvin short 20 minutes yeah. show touches that he was going to be as good a player as we on this podcast think he could be um, could have nicked it at the end um, yeah, the two set backs as well I did expect them from Stephen Taylor pretty, pretty good defensively they were really solid yeah. I have to give him that they were, they were really solid the, the, best, the best two players in the game were two defenders in um, uh, Colacini and Max Smalling Max Smalling <laughs> 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 who's Max Smalling have you not heard <laughs> Max Smalling are you there Max Smalling Max Smalling I'm not saying again are you there you guys going to keep saying Max Smalling <laughs> <laughs> alright go Max Smalling yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's it. You're done with United? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, um, pretty much. They didn't much to say. We're only, we're only eight minutes in. Come on, guys. Nah, there ain't nah. that much to you, say. You usually, usually spend 20 minutes odd on Man United. No? All right. Well, what else do you want us to say? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We're not in the. I, don't, I still don't think Man United is in a position that we can even give them 20 minutes right now. Yeah. <laughs> eight minutes is enough. It's going to be 20 minutes of rating at this rate well, so we might as well move on to somebody else and praise them for playing well so no, like, right. the good 20 minutes that Van Hal said they had on the pitch see the only thing I'm worried about is where the goal's going to start coming from because okay we've, we've won three in the last four um, and we did score three goals in the um, Champions League playoff and I understand that Get but still it's still a team that you have to yeah. score goals against at the end of the day and I completely understand that but I just think about um, the Premier League and I'm always thinking that we've already scored one and that's through Yenizade, eight, even our main scorer. And the transfer window's coming, so we just got to see what happens during this transfer window and if we do not get no one, if we do not get no one, then how better have a plan in place to make sure that we do have some goals going back because this guy has not been able to get goals more prolific on a consecutive basis since he's been here yeah. and I've been worried about that for a while I don't yeah. think it's in his favourite word philosophy very much to build from the back it's just a process isn't it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to Montero next week or whenever big it is big test for Damian yeah, yeah but you know let's see how it goes I think Damian will do well against Montero uh, I don't think anyone does well against Montero I trust as I already said I trust Italian I, I trust no one against Montero <laughs> it's going to be an interesting game I think the more I think is mainly more um, on Daily Blend than Max Morning. I think <laughs> yes, is, yeah Gomez is a man on fire and he's really taken the mantle this season to take over from um, Bunny since last season yes. and I've always thought of him as a, as a really good striker they're very like for like yeah. and Bunny so I, yeah. I understand how such a seamless transition we'll see what happens we'll see what happens I think that'll be your first real acid test um, nice word for United for the season to really see where they are right now okay the pie needs to show up too yeah he is the man on fire I'd say he's the he's the yeah, oh bugger I forgot I forgot my don't say he's the lion on fire no I was, was going to say he's the lion on fire I say he was, he's the king of the pride yeah who's that you know that stupid celebration I complain about this every week, bro. When I first saw the celebration against Chelsea, I just did not understand. I'm just saying, you could just, you could put your arms out, you could do the airplane. This is exactly what I'm You could see, you could do slide. It's like, <laughs> I'm never going to get into that. Yeah, but, but so many people, he's trying to he's trying to do his own thing. But at the end of the do day, something else. But, but at the end of the day, if he's going goals, he's going to keep doing yeah, exactly, it. Exactly. So he's doing everyone his has the same kind of ritual. So you can't really, but the guy's going goals, that's the main thing. He's still got more than Rooney. He's still got more than anyone in the Man United side. So, yeah. We gotta watch out for them, and they ain't gonna be no joke, especially when they're playing at home. So let's go. Let's we gotta put our A going on for that game. So the king of the pride now, Swansea, Sunderland, or Sunderland, Swansea, wherever you, wherever you want to put it. Um, one one, Gomez on the forty eighth minute scored, and 
that's when we thought the, the floodgates would open with something. But you know, <coughs> we didn't come. Dara said something to me earlier today. Um, Eunice Kabul didn't play. You only conceded one. There yeah. you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's like, also, this is the thing, bro. Swansea put their foot off the pedal mm. big time. When they scored the first goal, it looked like it was going to be three or four typical Sunderland again. And just put the foot off the gas. Um, I think they were coasting and Sunderland clawed their way back into the game. And also, this is an interesting stat. This is the, like, Oops, that was back. Yeah, first game Swansea played mm. uh, against a team with 11 men throughout the whole 90 minutes. That's this true. season. That's true. And they put their foot off the pedal. And despite their passing football and their obvious better players, especially in the attacking line, um, they didn't really take chances that they had. Ayu missed two. Yeah, two headers. And he's really good in the air. Yeah. So I was really surprised they didn't put at least one of them away. Pantamillion had a very good game though for, for Sunderland I mean that's what he's paid to do Sunderland should have been there for the taking from the first goal though. yeah that's that's what I'm thinking and it's only it makes sense because Sunderland I just don't understand where they're going right now in terms of championship as a team um, much, championship um, <laughs> their team selection is baffling as well because I was looking at it and Defoe was playing wide left uh, Danny Graham was playing up top where Defoe could the Defoe's on out on that striker yeah. and even from then he could still get a goal for you especially at his age and uh, uh, Sunderland just frustrate me when I just look at that team because I'm just thinking I don't understand how you can be a team that battles with relegation from last season you survive and then you're still going through the same transition this season that don't make no sense they've been like that for a long time though, haven't they they've been doing it for a long while if you look at like Villa it. spent 50 million after they get relegated Sunderland spent 20 so you can see who really is focused on um, trying to get themselves further up the table and Villa Villa have actually bought like some players that they don't they're not relegation type relegation trying to stay stay up players Sunderland have bought the players that are deadwood of other Premier League clubs Coates played that once got a break against QPR congratulations Yunus Kabul hasn't been good ever since Ever, he's he just injury prone, full stop. Yep. So. they uh, bought Adam Matthews from Selwick and he can't get into the team. Exactly, <laughs> which makes no sense. Um, I don't know. I don't know what kind of left back Patrick Van Anhalt is. I don't even know if he's a football player. Football player, to be honest. Um, Katamo is a red card in waiting, but he's okay. To be fair to him, um, Lens was a good signing. I think I thought that was a good signing, but then but for players like Lens to perform, the back needs to be able to organise themselves because he doesn't do the tracking back. I think he's going to be another Leroy Fur in the Premier League. As in, the team gets relegated, he goes to another team that's in a relegation battle. That team gets relegated, he's going to go up to another Premier League team. Yeah. One guy I would say you look at for in the Sunderland team. Um, is Jan and Villa. Yeah. Definitely, because not, not about two years ago, he was wanting to be covered by some of the top teams in the league as well. So I think it's just an issue with him and his health. I think give it give it's it about, well. give about yeah. two more weeks, he'll be like, what am I doing here? It's just an issue with him and his health and, and whether he wants to play for Sunderland in the first place because if he does want to try and make a home with himself in the Premier League, he definitely has to make sure that he plays at a convincing level. To make sure that he's able to get bought, because if not, then he's just going to go back to the street where he came from. So <laughs> probably wouldn't mind that, to be honest. Yeah. I think he would, considering where he came from. Russia, yeah. so he definitely yeah. would. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. He, <laughs> yeah, he made a mistake going there in the first place. So. The following game got on the score sheet, 62nd minute. That's when the 
game really turned to Sunderland's favour, I guess. Mm. I know. What what do they need to do? Sunderland need to. Um, they need, they to, need get, to put eleven men on the pitch who actually care about the football club. So basically, good defenders, good midfielders, and Jermaine Defoe. <laughs> so basically, a whole new team. Yeah, they, they got a week. Much. They got a week to get a whole new team. Yeah, it's what's happening. So they got even a If they if they manage to stay up, I'm gonna be very very surprised. I'll be hella surprised. That's how that's how sure I am. They're gonna get really good. I, I, I exactly. tip them to go down. Yes. I think, yeah. Yeah. They're gonna get the spear to them, and I don't know if they'll even be able to win ten games this season. The spear or the goal. <laughs> We're going WWE here. <laughs> you can go to anything. The Gore, Jack Hammer. You can go to Pedigree. I don't know. The people, the, the people know that this guy's going to get. These teams going to get relegated. Um, they just look so suspect defensively. There's no creativity in the midfield. And Jermaine, the first player on the left, you already know it's a shambles from there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I just don't know for that team. I just don't know. I, I, I think they'll finish twentieth. Anyone that finishes below them, I'll be very God, have a serious look. Very at surprised. There's still teams that can do something to get themselves out of the relegation zone, but I just see no chance for Sunderland in the season. Yeah. They they invested way too small. Unless they do something special in the January transfer window, which I doubt will happen because they'll really probably be. <laughs> Advocate would have run away by then. He's going to run yeah, away in December. So I, I don't. I just don't know for that team. I just don't. But we'll see. They they've got some players in the team. If they do show up, that they can make some noise. But uh, that team's boy. They're going to go to a team that's uh, doing. Yeah, we'd say doing well with uh, with Leicester City. They drew against Tottenham this this week. Was it? It was a. A spirited uh, performance by Leicester, sort of Tottenham performance by Tottenham. Yeah, it was typical Tottenham. Delhi Ali's got on the uh, score sheet, eighty-first minute. Then uh, Morris equalised like, a minute after. If that, I think yeah. like thirty seconds afterwards, Tottenham switched off so badly. This, 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 but, but see, this, this <laughs> you see the thing about Tottenham, yeah. See, what was it? Um, two two last weekend wasn't it? Yeah. So obviously me, I was thinking, I like, I, I like Tottenham is not really the truth. I sort of look at them. I like, I like some of their players. I like their manager. And I was thinking, <coughs> okay, Stoke, tough opponents. They will come away from home. But then you drop Harry Kane for a sub, and then you lose it up, and then it goes two two. Learn from those defensive mistakes. I spent a time on this pod a couple of weeks ago saying they brought Odovarid with Vimma and this guy and this guy the defence is going to be good and then they do this but then you've got to think about who's, who's shielding their back four it's Eric Dier and that's, a, that's, and, and, that's, that's that Eric Dier should even be in midfield in the first you know what I mean you don't put a centre back in midfield so he has too much faith he's had too much faith in um, last season in um, Mason and Bentleb is good I'll give him that and but Mason isn't good in my opinion the one thing that I do not like for Pochettino this season what he did he, he sent probably the only two defensive midfielders in Capoue and um, Alinea so it's a bit it's a bit ridiculous how you're going to sell them two players but you but then you replace them with Eric Dyer in midfield I'm really baffled by where they're going as a team right now not but two, two, three seasons ago, they just had Bell and they were challenging for a top four spot. Um, they were legitimate Champions League contenders trying to get that top four they spot, trying to qualify. So ones, yeah. I just think this is just a result of the lack of investment that they've used 
in the players that they bought and I'm still waiting for Eric Lamina to come from Rome to um, oh, Tottenham mate. in the first place because oh, I've heard <laughs> the most interesting thing I've heard though that the guy has been working out before yes. he does come he back so I've, out, I've yeah. heard that this guy is ready to come the guy's got talent I believe in his talent I think this guy's really special um, but that but just the team in a whole they keep saying that how they need um, another striker to support Kane Kane still hasn't scored yet this season um, I really do really? Th- here comes the Arsenal fan yeah really? <laughs> it's not, for and, second season and, and it's not even second syndrome it's been happening yeah. since the end of the season yeah. Yeah. we knew yeah. this was coming teams have kind of figured out the kind of player that he is he's a goal poacher and he can score yeah. on the occasion yeah. outside but the guy needs to change up his game he's, he's now the number 10 yeah. he's been given the role of the man and if you can't do that because you can't be trying to tell me that one season you score 30 goals or whatever you scored last season and that you're not scoring now yeah. you're the main man there's no there's no challenge for you you need to be motivated yourself what, what I think where I think they need to start doing is playing Harry Kane down the middle not Harry Kane sorry Christian Eriksen down the middle where's he playing right now left why is he playing on the left? There you go. Is there you go. Is there still an attacking midfielder then? They've Alex got, Pritchard. I, mm. Even though I think it's, he plays on the right. It's, it's, he plays on the right. He plays on the right. He plays on the right. The majority they, last. They play. I don't think anybody. Alex Pritchard. They play. On, they in play the right. Chadley. They play Chadley in attacking mid, and they play the man. See, see, this is the thing. When Chadley came, he was a pure left midfielder, right? And he was very. He's very good in that role. He can still get your goals from the left, anyway. Exactly. So why are you going to change? And you move him to a central midfielder. It's because of his size. Now he's a central midfielder, and now you're moving him into centre attack. It's because, Make up of your his, mind. it's because of his size. It's because and then of his you've size. Got, you've got Dembele who's mi- sitting on a bench. Dembele's been missing ever since he touched Tottenham. Yeah. Ever since he's touched Tottenham. And he's That's, got. You think he's got quality? He's but a he's quality midfielder. It, but he's not showing it. <laughs> you got to speak to the management about that one, man. We got. We got to give Leicester some credit here because they're still <clears> on their crazy good run that they were in when they um, made the escape to. Stay in the Premier League. Uh, I've got some stats on Mares. Stats, man. probably like that's not a unique thing, isn't it? I'm plugging it. I'm, I'm probably going to be their key player this year. He's got four goals in three, sixty percent shot accuracy, and he's created eight chances. That was all in the last game. He created eight chances himself against Spurs. I really like Mares. And he's so direct. He's such a such a good winger. It's, it's good that the, a, a, play, a, t- a player on a team like Leicester has a player that's so direct in terms of shooting and just taking shots yeah. when he sees an opportunity and not being too passive aggressive on it so I do believe he's going to get a lot of goals for this team I actually do believe that because mm. you're not going to be able to stop a guy that's going to be shooting when he sees an open chance because yeah. if you've seen some of the goals he scored this season they're hitting the top corners yeah. they're hitting the top corners and they are hit sweet and he's going to be a problem for any defence any defence on his day um, top goal scorer as well so going back to Leicester I've got some more stats for you over the over the course of the last couple of games they've, uh, they've got 44 average possessions so they don't even need to keep it to, to attack they use their pace from their wings namely from Mahrez and Brighton. Yeah, and they create chances from that. They've got very hard-working front four, and Mares, Albrighton, Okazaki, and Vardy, and they're all very quick players, and they're all very high-pressure players as well. And that's how they're getting a lot of their chances, how they're creating a lot of their goals. Statman, mm. Statman indeed. Um, would you say Tottenham sort of found found them out a bit, Leicester? No, no, I'd say that no, Tottenham. Tottenham, Tottenham, still trying to find themselves. So, <laughs> to the, arguably the best game of the weekend 
West Ham Bournemouth. Yes. <laughs> This guy's, this guy's a big Bournemouth fan. Happy. Big, I, I, big I, I, believe, I believe he has probably some stats on it, but I've got to get the goals out first. 4-3 ended. Bournemouth winners. Wilson with the hat-trick. Before you go in and okay. carry on, okay. Sorry, I did start, say start. at the very start that Callum Wilson will get the goals to keep them up. But carry on. Okay. So he's got three so far. spoken about Callum Wilson as well. I've got yeah. a friend of mine. Um, shout out to Oli. <laughs> <laughs> now he was telling me about. Has he got Bournemouth. a mixtape where we can promote? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Um, now he was telling me about Bournemouth, and I was just because um, they won the championship last yeah. season. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. scored them like, um, so many goals. And Callum Wilson got them twenty goals last season. I'm just. He looks impressive. He does. And he looks like he really wants to make a name for himself there. And I'm really impressed with Bournemouth in all the games that they played. Especially with the... They were hard done by against Liverpool as well. So, yeah. um, that's a good win on them. I've got questions for West Ham though. I think everybody's got questions for West Ham. Like, what... Where did their early... Well, Arsenal performance... Where did that go? Well, if you look at the way West Ham are setting up at the moment... Um, it's just defensive mistakes all over the place... Um, Ogbonna was substituted really early on against yeah. Bournemouth and he was one of the if not their standout centre back against Arsenal mm. but, um, West Ham also disciplinary wise all over the place they've already got five red cards if you include the Europa League in this season it's August they've got five red cards they haven't finished the game yet with 10 men they've not finished the game exactly with 11 men basically um, it's, it's pretty much ridiculous I mean um, two of the goals they conceded no, three of the goals because it was was individual errors. They were talking to me about the um, recovery Jenkinson. That's just ridiculous. Oh Cresswell, man! squaring it to to a ball fair to put in the net in his own box. Like it was just a catalogue of errors from West Ham. But uh, don't take it away from Bournemouth, who are sticking to the guns and remaining open and remaining playing that attacking football that kept them up. They're confident in their football. And yeah, they believe in their philosophy. And when a team's confident in their football, you can't really do nothing about it. So. I believe they'll stay in, in the league this this year. I do believe. I really do like the look of Bournemouth right now, and um, they look, look like a team on the come up. Yeah. And the manager is yeah, he's probably, yeah, he's he's a big, <laughs> yeah, big yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's something else. And a little stat about Callum Wilson: he's only the fifth there to score a hat trick for a newly promoted team. Stat man. So you know, <laughs> plenty more, plenty more of those. Like, yeah, no way. No, you know, um, no, no. I'll, I'll praise Callum Wilson as well because um, his instinct. <laughs> To pounce on um, Cresswell's, uh, whatever that was, he was trying to do. <laughs> um, no, it was very. Um, it, just, it was so quick. He just—it's like he knew it was coming. Yeah. And he just literally just came banked, and he—it's the way he scored there as well because most strikers in that position just would have hit it anyhow. Yeah. It's like he's like pick my spot over the keeper, bang, right in the roof yeah. of the net. Yeah. It's a very smart finish. The first, the first touch finish. Yeah. Really impressive. And his penalty, I think he. He made it really obvious to the keeper where he was going, but the way he placed it right in the corner, it was I just love the perfect combination to get the ball from Jenkinson. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what, Jenkinson's an it was just, it was just, man. it was just literally two contrasts of a, of a guy that wanted to win yeah. the yeah. ball and a guy that just didn't look like he even wanted to play. See, yeah. The thing is, you're three two down at home. You need to get a goal to get back. There's no the urgency game. in the play, and he's just there was just back. no urgency. He's jogging back like there was no urgency. You know, it's, it's not a training match, mate. Like. Wake up, look around. You know that someone's going to come and close you down if you're jogging up like that. You, I mean, you're not you're not a 16-year-old footballer on the pitch. You're 23 now, maybe? Yeah. Um, and you're making such a comical mistake. And as for the, the pullback, I mean, he was, he was asking for trouble. As soon as he lost the ball, you knew something was going to happen. It's going to be a goal. He's going to get sent off. And he did it to himself. Billich needs to sort that out. It's really, really, really weird West Ham, though. It's like, 
you've seen two sides of them, the, the good and the ugly side of them already. They've lost two home games on the bounce against West Ham, or against Bournemouth and Leicester. They should at least be getting four, to be honest, considering their home games. Yeah. Um, they really can't carry on this form because next year they've got their big move to the stadium in Stratford. They? Money's going to start coming in for them. So yeah. if they don't get themselves in a position to really start challenging for Europe, yeah, it's just, then there's no point of them even in that stadium in the first place. And remember, this is why they sacked Sam Allardyce because yeah. they wanted to take themselves to the next level. You see him on match today, though. Sam Allardyce <laughs> never conceded four goals against the Premier team. His teams just don't do that. They're too they organized respect Sam Allardyce enough. And the guys still finish, let them finish. Make I don't, finish I don't think they've been respected Bournemouth enough. I think Bournemouth taught them a lesson. Yeah. They, they taught them a lesson the and Billich needs to be able to wake up them players and let them the girls start playing football yeah, yeah. they got because I was really impressed with the way they played against Arsenal and I've just been absolutely bamboozled by the last two games I think they're going to become a club of controversy because now you've really got Sacco in trouble yeah he's getting done for assault assault yeah, yeah and threatening to kill it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it's, 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 really, it's really unfortunate because um, the whole especially when they were meant to get Alex Song on a permanent and he failed his medical yeah um, I believe that he's meant to have another chance yeah. at the medical um, hopefully he passes because um, they need him yeah <laughs> they need him in that midfield he really made him click last season and um, if they do game that's going to be a very very good signing for them so they they really got to get their work together. They could have got Joey Barton at the free, but yeah. for some reason West Ham wanted to wanted to um, accept Di Canio, the the open fascist Di Canio, but yeah. not accept Joey Barton. Well, you know, it's that it's, that was a different um, ownership regime sort of thing. But to the point, to that point, you listen, can't pick and choose. Joey Barton would have done a job for West Ham. Yeah, there but no, there's no and, doubt and about that's, you that's take Joey Barton. You, like, why, why West Ham? I would have taken Joey Barton. Yeah, no, I would have. But, no, but well. what, what I'm saying is, they're stupid because they let the fans decide it. The fans got too much power. Too much power. Listen, if your manager wants the player, if you think the player's right for the club, you sign him. Fans are fickle. They'll be criticising him now. If he has six, seven match, match performances... Doesn't even need to be that many. Look at Newcastle. Exactly. And they'll knock him straight away. Is that a bad precedent for, for football in general? Yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't let fans decide anything. Fans, fans have got too much power sometimes. And exactly. I, I just feel like our main image is to spectate and support um, and obviously we air our views but our views could never become um, written in stone if you, especially when it comes to the players and the development of a team we don't know we hardly, we're just people with opinions than the, than the hierarchy of the team that should be known what they're doing instead of listening to the fans in the first place you've got to think as well like this is what West Ham fans are, are protesting about is the players coming in they're not at Portsmouth they weren't at Newcastle a year ago mm. They weren't a Blackpool who've got real issues to protest about. Yeah. They're kicking a fuss about a player that they don't like because he's got a bad media reputation. Yeah, that's it. And he's had a, 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 a checkered class. <clears throat> like a lot of West Ham legends mm. themselves. I personally think it would have been a good fit for them, uh, but more for them for not making that signing. Yeah, it's their fault. Well, a team that really listened to the, the, the transfer market and the... Uh, well, I guess I don't know what I'm saying but anyway they did well in the transfer window this year a real fan favourite I guess instantly would be Shakiri for Stoke who uh, really influenced the game against even though they did draw 1-1 against Norris City uh, I believe he set up Juf for first, his first goal first game and you see the ball that he put in yeah. the Juf That's first game first assist yeah. and Russell Martin for uh, they City. haven't but really they haven't really got going yet no. this is very for me I'm 
I have to say Stoke Stoke I have to say I'm very Disappointed um, So far with Stoke Because I was literally Raving about um, The signs that they made Especially getting Van Ginkle um, And having players Like Arnautovic And especially getting Afalina free um, And making the deals For Shakiri. I do believe that um, My personal Established Midfield front three Would be Bojan um, Afalai and Shakiri, and I think that team could pretty much put it on against any team in the league without a doubt midfield. there's goals in, there's goals in that midfield but what does it come down <clears throat> does it come to the, down to the manager though I'm not saying that Mark Hughes is bad but with the team I that always thought, have, I've always thought that Mark Hughes has always had an issue with gelling in new signings he goes too far to the attacking side yeah when he took over from Stoke he had a very very resolute all good as defending team. team. You look at who they they've got rid of Enzonzi, who's gone to Sevilla. He was a very important cog in that midfield for yeah. Stoke because not only could he put his foot in, but he could pass the ball as well. Yeah. You've got Van Ginkle who didn't really get any minutes at AC Milan. He hasn't got any minutes at Chelsea, who's had quite an injury hit young career and yeah. he's throwing them straight in. So it, it's Van Ginkle isn't Enzonzi. There's a mm. lot of like changing that needs to be done. And they've also got uh, Jack Butler now. Is the their first uh, number one? Like, yeah, I think it's his first actual season as number one in the Premier League as well. So it's quite a lot. Of... <coughs> He's done well though. Yeah, well, he, he has very well. magical well. performance. He's done that well. performance was amazing. So he's made save after save after save. Like I, said, I just feel like they've lost a lot of their defensive prowess that they had that they've been known for. Like because we've always known Stoke as a very um, physical yeah. team yeah. like you know that one of, one of your players will get injured if you wanted to come and play against them but it's now just become an issue they've just become so much more finesse yeah. and they've tried to be they tried to come away from their game style and yeah, I just always had that Mark, I just always had that issue with Mark Hughes because he's done it at Blackburn he's done it at um, Manchester City as well and it's never really worked so I just want I'm really interested to see how he's going to deal with these signings he's going to deal with these signings and um, as the season goes on, so I really think that you'll see the real Stoke when Shawcross is fit, though, because he's their captain and their centre back. Yeah, so. I'm I'm a bit worried about if Stoke decide they can go toe to toe with certain other clubs because and play an open game, basically. Yeah, because yeah, they'll get popped. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Because I do like the deal of Shakiri, and then you've got um, <coughs> Afla on the other side, Bojan there. Hopefully, when he comes back from his injury, hopefully fine and ready to play again. Um, it's good but then at the same time you had such a strong base and you can't sacrifice a good base for everything else especially when the base is defensively exactly because Doug looks suspect they're not not title challengers but then you know goals win your games defensive championships titles and that stuff if you haven't got the defense, it's not that defense isn't good, but if your defense it wasn't what it used to be, yeah, exactly. If your defense is now suddenly open and allowing people to attack them freely, you face other teams that have just as good an attack. Like Leicester can go and get Stoke and beat them because someone like Red Mares and Vardy, their pace leaves your space behind in there. They'll exploit it. Swansea can do the same thing to you with uh, Montero and now Ayu, especially the way Ayu drifts in and out. He's not the typical wing gun. He gets you goals, so. If Mark Hughes can somehow find a way to just keep that defense strong, because when he signed, um, is it Walshide? I can't say his name. Yeah, Walshide. Yeah. Walshide. Yeah, he's six foot five, strong, powerful defender. I was thinking, yeah, that's a Stoke signing him and Shawcross. Yeah, muscle. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah. yeah. But um, 
I mean, it's just drifted, he's drifted too far away from that. Yeah, you're still looking very, very slight in defence, which is very worrying for Stoke. So don't start going toe to toe with other clubs because other clubs, well, other certain clubs, because other certain clubs will just turn yeah. you inside out. There's, and, there's <laughs> you know. a reason why Stoke have stayed in the Premier League for so long and what made them so successful. And by all means, evolve as a team, but don't leave behind what made you get to that point defensive man and defensive work that's what defensive work look at they finish the table isn't it it's no joke they're really they're a really solid team yeah. based in the Premier League I mean, they're not capable even with the signings that they can have they could be in a lot of trouble if they're not careful another team that could be in a lot of trouble if they're not careful is Norwich I mean yes they did beat Sunderland but yeah, then again yeah, it, it, even it's Sunderland though. yeah exactly <laughs> I mean they lost their opening game second at home to be, to be fair like you know what even if it is just Sunderland, to go away and score three goals is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Stop taking that away from them, but then again, it's just Sunderland's But they Eunice Cabo in it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. What do they need to do? Because they're, I mean, they're hardly scoring any goals. They need to create more Count. chances. Count. Yeah. They need to create yeah. more chances. Um, Excluding the uh, Sunderland game. As I said, there's plenty more stats. There is another stat the way they've created 38 chances over the, over the last couple games of the Premier League, including the 3-1 victory. Yeah. Um, it isn't really enough considering teams of creating chances of upwards of 60 yeah mm, that's uh, true that's true but the thing is with, with, um, with Norwich as a team it's uh, you're stretching when it comes to where the goals are going to come from I really. mean this could have been different Cameron though. Jerome isn't really going to get you that 10 or 15 Cameron Jerome is ridiculously inconsistent yeah, yeah. ridiculously inconsistent he's when it comes to, to the Premier League though he's been to so many teams in the Premier League though it's just not his level I don't <laughs> think <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not. you know what the thing is this could have been different because if it wasn't for Jack Butland's ridiculous performance Norwich would have won that game yeah that's true but then that's you true. still got to have the goalkeeper to do their job but, in the exactly. yes. but it didn't happen but what I'm saying is it's a step forward in the right direction for them in the sense that <coughs> even though they've only created 38 chances they're creating chances and but they've not created enough chances they haven't, no, they haven't created really? enough they haven't created enough but it's a step forward because I was, we were criticising them for saying that with all the players they've got around them we don't think they'll create chances they haven't created enough because if everyone's creating 60 and you're creating 38 you've got a way to catch up but this game they can use as a stepping stone forward because still not easy. But you've also got to think about this man. With a better striker or with a better couple of midfielders scored the chances that they, they were given against they, Stoke. They probably Redford do have, had a one on one and he missed against Butland. They probably do have a better striker in there, but he doesn't want to play for the club. Grabber. No, Ricky. Ricky Bevels. But again, it's, it's, it's... He's a mess, man. He's it's, a mess. <laughs> he's a mess right now. You can't say he's a better striker when you score one goal in the Premier League. Well, 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 we're talking about Karun well, Jerome. Well, 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 so he's a better striker. <laughs> he's got that like, one-one striker. But no, but, no, but I think I think you're pointing forward. They do need a better striker than those guys that they've got at the moment. That's the truth. But, um, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how they go and progress. Right now, I don't know if they've got enough to stay up. I don't think but they will then, stay up. But then, you know, the, I think, the, Premier, I think, the Premier League's messed up. I think their visit to the Premier League will be very brief once again. One of um, the yo-yo club. Yeah, they literally be very brief. You know, I, just, I just don't know about that team. You know, it's, I, the only team that I'm sure about is Sunderland because Sunderland or Sunderland. There's just a surety about them, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Sunderland, <laughs> Sunderland. But um, it's, it's down predictably of the Premier League. It's like, I don't want to just put Norwich down straight away because they could have... But, what, who, they, but who are they topping? That's the thing. The I thing. don't know, but I don't. The thing is, apart from Sunderland, myself right now, I'm not sure who's going down. Bad for bad, their team is in the bottom five. Definitely, and they could be one of 
top the top two that I've finished. So could it escape? Escape yeah. out But then but then you can say that Bournemouth is part of that bottom five. But we don't we there might be. There might be. It could go either way, but I do feel that they they need they need they need goals and they need to find it quickly because window's gonna close very soon. And they wish they wish they were like oh could pay Sunderland every week. <laughs> uh, that'll be easy enough. But that's not the case unfortunately for Norwich. Um it's got to Crystal Palace and Aston Villa two one to Crystal Palace Darren's fist pumping just because he doesn't like you know, he doesn't like Tim Sherwood he's a prick so he's wishing the down- that's what I like he was so a fucking mis- prick wishing the whole downpour of a team you know no I wish <laughs> the downfall I wish the downfall on fucking Tim Sherwood on fucking Tim Sherwood <laughs> on fucking Tim Sherwood King Lad well there you uh, go um, jeez I hate him he's such an obnoxious prick oh Jesus Christ you can be sued for libel in my opinion I think he's a, okay in your opinion it's not yeah. fact of course there's no <laughs> okay. how can you prove that somebody's in the right okay. <laughs> <laughs> two on to Crystal Palace let's go back to the football not the managers unless you want to talk about uh, Anna Pardew yes I do actually okay we'll talk about it in a minute um, really weren't going anywhere were they with Crystal Palace then Sacco just popped up in the last what, 87th minute he got his goal just fired it from nowhere and <clears throat> put them in the lead see this is the problem with Aston Villa silence the majority of them Barring Mika Richards are very young, very inexperienced. So when Jordan Amavi, although he's got a good potential, he's a good player, he made that mistake in the last couple of minutes where Sacco was given the opportunity to go clean through. Mm. That's the issue of having youngsters in defence. And they paid the price and they lost the points. And Tim Sherwood did say that's the, that's the, um, that's the issue. But then why play him? But, you know, that's a completely different thing. With um, Villa themselves... It's very, very difficult to call how good their team is. They've got a lot of players that you think on their day or if they live up to their potential, they could be a certain standard. But it's whether they've got the the leadership, uh, the experience behind them because Rob Lars injured all season. Uh, they've let go of their captain. They lo- basically lost their spine. They're in grave danger to get relegated. Yeah, exactly. They, they, yeah, and yeah. also, I don't know how many goals... They're going to score as well, much like Norwich, because even though Rudy Gestead scored 20 goals in the last calendar year from his head, he did, he was not a better striker than Jordan Rhodes, who played for Blackburn. Um, That's the villa fallen so greatly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's basically so good. Because I'm, I'm just thinking about um, when they had Agbon Lahore and John Carew, they had Stuart Downing, James Milner, Ashley Gareth Young. Barry, but, Ashley Young. Yeah. I just think about, and you look at the players and, the, and how they've failed consistently yeah. to rebuild and losing Benteke and losing Fabian Delph and bringing in yeah, and we, I understand we don't, we, don't, we don't call him Delph we call him Snake <laughs> <laughs> to each his own <laughs> to each his own um, but losing a player like Fabian Delph he's such a creative midfielder um, especially with the way he dribbles the ball and, and the way he penetrates and losing a goal scorer like Benteke boy and then you were placing him and no disrespect to Gested. I understand that he's an aerial threat he scored the 20 goals by headers but this is the Premier League yeah and Aston Villa in a place where we need to progress from getting away from the relegation zone yeah. and I don't feel like they've done that um, bar the Adama Traore signing which is going to be very interesting but Agbon Lahore needs to be more than just a pace oriented player um, he's always been that though hasn't he 
But there was a season when he had a, a few more goals than um, he, 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 he used to be able to use his um, pace to his advantage and then apply good he's finishes. Literally, he's literally, for Aston Villa to really have a fighting chance to stay in the Premier League, he needs to do more than just, just be running around the gaff. And more, more than ever, he's the experienced man on campus. Literally. He, he yeah. really is. All he knows is Premier League. Yeah. You, can't, you can't allow your team to literally fall and then become, become a team that's fighting for the bottom three once again. And I understand that you've lost your players, but you need to be able to lead these teams forward. Especially being a striker. You need to do more than scoring five goals, man. Plus, you've got to think now, questions on Tim, Tim Sherwood's ability in the marketplace... He spent fifty million. Questions. Fifty million for Villa. If they I are hate still, hate you know so much. <laughs> oh wait, like okay, well think about it. If you if you're in the relegation scrap and you get out, and then you spend fifty million and you're still in that scrap a year on. What have you done really? What have you done? You've done nothing but just plateau the team on a lot more money that you've spent. No longer. You were just talking about them and um, Sunderland and about the money they spent. Exactly. So. Exactly. But the thing is, if they're at the same level, what's the point of spending that extra thirty million? That money's supposed to elevate you. I wouldn't necessarily say they're on the same level. You know what? You're, if they go down, you're, 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 yeah, that's you're, true. You're, 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 it's one of those things where it's that you, that whole youthful thing, but that's been Villa's problem for years. Because when you say Villa need to buy new players, they're always going to buy kids. That's what's bare, that's what's they've been doing that for a long time now. Now the only kid I've, I've, that they've bought recent recent years that I rate is the one they've bought recently in um, yeah, Adamo Traore. Golden Barbie's okay, but it's okay, but like. Adama Traore it says a lot when he has to ask Barca, Barca he asks, yeah, he tells Barca I want to leave and Barca are very reluctant to sell him because they know how much potential he has Yeah, but they sell him because he wants first team football and they sold him for a fee of 7 million which I thought is decent for someone his age that's, that's a decent exactly thing is I see him doing well this season than just leaving to a better team that's literally how I see it because uh, he's like He's such a, in my opinion, he's a supreme talent. He's a pure right winger, but he's got so much ability about him. His first touch, his acceleration and pace, which is gift. I mean, you're gifted with those things. Control of the ball, but his control of the ball whilst moving at that speed. Yeah, and seed for the goal that um, four example. touches yeah. he's really in the box. Yeah, he was four, like, four, yeah. touches. Four, four dribbles he's really. I've won a hole of taking seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I would have not beaten Pudgeon. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He does look like a player that can give a team a lot of problems. But yeah, but there was you're still looking at that team and you're just still thinking, can the guy score goals? <laughs> Villas, so Villas you got to think how how inconsistent young players can That's be. Exactly, yeah. and true. the team is just full of it. Again, other than Mika Richards and Bolahor and probably bad Brad Guzan, where's the experience? Where's, well, Vlad's still coming back from injuries, isn't he? Uh, no, is he's, no, he's left. Time? He's left down. the club. Is he, I he, he did not. No, he didn't sure. want. To, he, he, he is out, but he didn't want to sign a new contract. He ran away. <laughs> so, so, and that this is what's going. To, this is what's going to get onto because you've lost the experience and the former captain. He's your cornerstone. He was. He was. He was. He was the man. And then after that, Delph goes. And Ben Teke goes, and then you get. He says something that the player that they've just brought in this window is already captain of the team. That's exactly my point. I I it's hate that. Absolutely mess. I hate that. And the thing is, Gary Bonahol was vice captain. Now he should have been captain. Exactly. Well, now he says something he's, about me, him as a leader. To me, he's not exactly. He's captain. not even a leader. But then you look at that team. Anyway, you looked at that team before because I think it was Delph that was vice captain, right? So yeah, so it was it was Vla and then Delph and then Bonahol. So the father two let leave. 
Abramhoff's not a leader. He he's, you know it's one of those ones where I'll make him captain because he's been here the longest mm. and he knows the club the most. Yeah. That doesn't make you a leader. That means you've just been there the longest and know the club. That's true. That there's two different things. A leader doesn't have to be someone that shouts on the pitch, but it's just someone that leads from the front and mm. miss galvanize the squad. <laughs> Abramhoff has not done that ever. You we talk about we're talking about that generation with Karoo and all that. Ashley Young guy has not progressed. At all. At all. He's Probably just the same up. player. Yeah. He's Young, the same player. Ashley Young was the same player. Ashley Young was key, man. Um, Martin Lawson was key, yeah, man. Yeah, shout. Um, who, who else did we just Gareth mention? Barry, Gareth James Barry, Milner. James Milner. Petrov as well. Petrov. Petrov yeah. um, Karu. And then for just like... Say, just the core players that they had all left and they just failed to rebuild. Yeah. And the Bonnehoe still stayed the same. But is a, you see, the thing is... <laughs> It's not even like a Tim Sherwood problem. I think it's a problem in the club in general. It's just a club in general. Because just, how many years are you going to keep signing young players before you just say enough is enough? They've got. And I, I really don't think they have no um, vision right now to really progress forward. So I, I do believe that even a relegation would be best for them, to be honest. Might be. Um, but the thing is, if, say, say they stay up and these youth players um, get up to a level where they're fantastic. You're just gonna, they're just going to get sold on. That's exactly what's happening because the bigger team's going to be like, yeah, come to my club. It's year. He's going to run. Years are not on the side right now. They, all that matters is now. So exactly. They're not signing the players for now. I don't understand why you would sign a I bunch think, of players with, I think, with potential. Me personally, I, I, think keep a, you up. I think it's a club philosophy, but I think you have to have a manager that will say, you know what? No, because I need experience. Um, you're not in a good place to try and have a philosophy to try and bring in young players. Exactly. You're not even challenging for anything. So the club needs to change that up. As for Sherwood, you know what? Like I said, I'm going to give him the whole season because I've only seen him in half a season at two clubs. That's true. So I said, I'm going to leave him a chance. I've not come out and said I like him or whatever, but... But he's been impressive in the two half seasons, though. Yeah, but... He the has. You can't even no, write him off on No, no, he has. He has. He kept, he kept Aston Villa up. And he did the right at Tottenham. And he improved at Tottenham. He done much better than um, Andre Villas Boas was doing because... Andre Villas Boas, he had a plan. Andre Villas Boas was hard done by us since he never got to spell, spend the bell money. It was Franco Baldini yeah. that was brought in to, to be first to spend yeah. the money, and if to be he spent the money, he could have been understandable. He's been hard done by in both clubs. Yeah. But you know the thing is, that. the thing is, like the club for all this time, this this whole youth thing, because anytime you send a youthful player, you, you, you sell them. Actually, Young went to Man United. Karu, I thought, why was he Karu? Did they just sell him on, or they done a he swap deal? On, or something? He was knocking on money even to be there anyway. But yeah, exactly. It's just it's becoming a bit of a joke and. You know, I mean, I credit um, Sherwood for bringing the best of Adebayo at Tottenham, but Adebayo doesn't play games anymore right now. So I don't know if he'll be the best, be the best move in terms of bringing in an experienced player for, you know. Quick one on Palace. We spent a lot of time just, just discussing uh, Aston Villa and during this match. They keep on winning. Uh, the way pa- you know the way Palace are set up is is really good. I've also noticed that um, Alan Pardew <coughs> likes to bring in. For this particular team, and this is probably why they're trying to get rid of Dwight Gale, very big, very physical players with a lot of pace and power. Um, Bakari Sacco is proof of that. He's, he's an absolute unit. He's got a very, very strong left foot. Um, Bamford, Wickham, they're all over six foot. So he's building a very formidable team with a lot of pace, a lot of power. I like the direction they're going. I'd like them to, to push and try and win a domestic cup. Because I don't think they're in any um, fear of basically going down. I'd like to see how far they can progress. In the team. Yeah. I'm, I'm just happy that um, they improved from last week's performance, especially Ward, because um, the way he let Sanchez just win the ball was pathetic last yeah. week. So he was much more solid today. And, and um, I watched when I was watching the highest, he actually attacked the ball that was being crossed in. 
That's the that's the one thing that I hate about him more than you anything. Basically, got, you can tell we got told off. Yeah, you're back to yeah. goal and you you're not attacking the ball. You're asking for trouble because he clearly didn't know what was behind him, and then Sanchez obviously took advantage of that and mm. led to the young goal from Delaney. So he improved in that aspect. It was very good to see that. Palace are they've always been a good side. They seem very comfortable. Um, their football is entertaining. Pardew is a very smart manager, and um, he, I like the direction he's going in the sense that. He started signing players that they all fit a philosophy and they all fit into the club well. So when he signs a player, it's not easy. It's not hard for the player to. He knows to, the club more than probably any other manager in the Premier League yeah. would be a bigger former player of Palace. Exactly. And when he signs a player, it's not like it takes the player time to adjust to that team. Sacco just came into the squad, go just like that. Every player that he signs fits into that team very, very perfectly, and yeah, I like that. It's about in regards to every player that he's ever signed, or just for Crystal Palace. Just for for Palace, Palace at the moment, for Palace, yeah. 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 No, because Newcastle does not do that. Let's not do That's this. <laughs> no, but I, I like the look of um, Crystal Palace. I really do. I'm, I'm still surprised that they got combined. <laughs> Everybody knew what you were going to say. Yeah, it's just, that, uh, he he just makes that team click in midfield, and um, I know that you don't really have. A lot of love for Zaha. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Darren does. I'm not too. Yeah, I really like Zaha and Balassi on the wings and together. And um, I don't. I'm not too sure why um, they let um, Balassi come off in the game against Arsenal because I really feel that like he was doing something well. So I don't know, but we'll see how they do the season. It's got to Sunday now. Uh, I'll be the another the second contender for a uh, game of the weekend was uh, West Brom. And Chelsea. Fantastic game. Fantastic. I love that game. It's a great game indeed. Um, Goals were scored by Morrison for West Brom and uh, Pedro. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of sad. I was saying his name with a. Three Man United fans uh, on the podcast. His goal's deflected, man, by anyway. He's still scoring. Don't, don't, don't even try. <laughs> don't even try to discredit this guy. Don't even try to discredit this guy. We knew what he was going to bring to the table. We knew what he was going to bring to the table the moment he even started. His, his impact was amazing. He scored and he made his fist. Costa got um, Chelsea second. And Dave, of course, Asper Equator, got a... Uh, oh, what a finish that was, though. It was a fantastic football. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't even see him both. coming in. <laughs> I didn't see him coming. Also, smack away. It's still worth the game. They, they, West Brom had the early penalty. They really could have changed that game. Can I, can that, I, that can I, can I make a, uh, uh, a little bit of a question? Okay. When have you ever seen the Chelsea team be this open under Mourinho? Never. Never, ever. Never, ever, ever. I really cannot remember them conceding this many goals so early. I think they've already conceded seven. Yeah. This is the first time they've had three consecutive matches where they've scored more than two under Mourinho. That it, that doesn't that it doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I'm not sure whether it's because the players aren't fully fit or whether they're, they're, they're still they're still on holiday. But if you look at look at Fabregas, <laughs> look at Matic, uh, they both can't be happy with the way they performed against um, West Brom. Matic looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, he looks he looks sluggish. He looks. And the thing is, with his position, if you're having an off game, you're going to start committing fouls, start committing fouls, start getting bookings. And yeah. once you're booked... He ain't going to protect the back four You can't well. protect the back four. And then, as uh, Brunt showed with his pass, through to Rondo when Terry got sent off, all you need is a good enough falling behind and Terry and is solid because he hasn't got the pace to, uh, to, um, to hold it back. The, the truth is, is I'll just see, I look at Chelsea, I still think they're... 
head on favourites but after the way I've seen Man City we'll get into that later um, but I'm just looking at Chelsea now and I just still feel like they're still on holiday um, and, I, and this is what's happening in the Premier League now is that so many teams that are winning that are winning the Premier League the second season they come to defend it they become a shambles um, I'm still trying to look for where Hazard is <laughs> I think even Chelsea I'm, fans have started. Yeah, I'm still trying to look where Fabregas hasn't Fabregas hasn't been a part of the Chelsea team since January. Yeah, yeah. But he's got um, history of doing that. Matic, looks. Like, I do not know what's wrong with him. He looks a bit uneasy. Yeah, seriously. Um, the only person that really showed real liveliness in that game was Pedro. Yeah. It's like he just. I don't. I didn't feel that they were going to be able to take over the game without unless Pedro yeah. played the way he played and. Just if you just look at him, even in his time at Barcelona, even during um, when they won the Champions League for the third time, um, the second time under Pep Guardiola, but the third time, and uh, Pedro's Pedro's runs literally behind the back four, and his ability to really use his energy and just become quickly comfortable with any team that he plays with. A really, really like key attribute of Pedro, yeah, though, is his ability to sniff out a goal, yeah. He always knows where the goals is. He knows where to be positionally to get those goals. As he showed it. Scored ninety nine. Chelsea have got themselves a game changer in Pedro, yeah. and I'm gutted. Likewise, gutted. Likewise. Gutted that we didn't go in for him because he's gonna make all the difference. I can't see him being taken out of the starting lineup. That's how um, good he is for this team. Um, but they really have to fix up defensively because. We all we know is Chelsea for the defensive team. They're not meant to be an entertaining team that gets you off your feet and you start screaming for Jay. Yeah, they're known to be a defensive team. That's their core and that's um, Mourinho's core. So I don't know why they haven't been playing the way they've been playing, especially with Terry as well. Terry's been a complete mess so far. Record this game was it deserved? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What, what John Solid Terry win. tries to do, he tried to con people to think he didn't touch him by using his hand yeah. away from. He's um, experienced, so he's yeah. experienced, dude, but he's still got recorded, so... Uh. I think I think um, it's about time to drop Ivanovic, man. Yeah, they brought Bubba Raman in. That's quite a put him back in his natural position, yeah. right? Back, put Bubba Raman in left back. Give him a break, because it, it, he's just... It, it, well, this week was McManaman. That, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, how many weeks are going to go with this whole Ivanovic? I mean, it's, the whole def- the defensive issue with Chelsea, I think, is that... Not, def- not they've forgotten how to defend... But I think part of the defence hasn't been great for too long just because they had that supreme protection last season and um, they've obviously got a world-class goalkeeper. To me, personally, I don't think Gary Kill is as good as people think he is. He never was. He never, exactly. I just think people say that he's overrated. I, I, I believe that he's a really, really good centre-back. No, he is good. Legit. He's a legit good he centre-back is good. in this league. But, but then you've got to think... You gotta think in the broad spectrum of set of backs, where does he go? You got you, you got your top level set of backs, and you've got your your mid level set of backs. Yeah, you can't tell me that you put um, Kale in your top ten, mm. even your top fifteen. Mm. No, I wouldn't. No way. No way. Top fifteen. Top fifteen. I wouldn't. There aren't many great set backs in the game. Well, I, I still wouldn't. But I think if you if, <laughs> because if, if, if people put him even your top fifteen, that's a black. That's a blight on um, setbacks as a position, not on, as ability. Because even me right now, I think John Stones is better than him. 
Relax. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I'm being Don't honest. No, 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 no. This ain't, this ain't, Michael, high, this ain't high. Michael, no, no, no. Chill, 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 chill. I'm calling you by Michael. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you're being blasphemous, bro. I ain't being blasphemous. <laughs> I ain't being blasphemous. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. This ain't the hype of this season and all that because the noise and all that. He's he's been a very good defender for quite some time. Watch watch his games last season, right? John Stones. Yeah. The thing, about Gary, the, thing, the thing about Gary Cahill is I'm not saying not, there's no denial that Gary Cahill's a good defender and this guy is young he's got potential he's not finished articles he's not all of that stuff yet yeah. what I'm trying to say is I watch his performances and for the way he plays and the person he plays with and Jack Yokus is a decent defender his composure on the ball the way he plays the ball out his tackling everything the only thing he's poor at the moment is that in the t- situations where his club is, his team is under immense pressure or he loses the ball and he feels like he has to rectify it. He becomes a bit rash. Because he's young. Because he's young. Exactly. So, exactly. But you take that apart. Apart from that, he's so assured on the ball. He's so good. He's, he's, he's a new age setback. So the setbacks are more comfortable on the ball at the feet and they like to but, come out with it. But he's still good at the basics of defending. Very, very good at it. Gary so Cahill is still... So you reckon he's more defensively sound than... Gary Cahill, Gary yeah. Gary Cahill. And the thing is, now he's putting a transfer request, he's going to sit next to Terry, isn't he? Let's see what happens. He's going to, he's going to sit next to Terry. Let's see what happens. He, he, someone else is signing someone, hey, so, hey, someone else hey. is signing him, but he's going to... He's still he's got seven days left, man. I don't want to hear no, yeah. no John Stones to Chelsea, man. Yeah, They're going to keep you building. Can we, can we give West Brom some credit? I want Because even though they didn't win, they had a fantastic game. They created a lot of chances and... On another day, on another day, they get yeah, at least wonder. a point. I, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I was just very. The only thing I was upset about in terms of their performance was the poor penalty. Yeah, that's the only but thing. I've, I've got good credit to Morrison in that game. Um, he bounced back because going against Chelsea, you have to take chances, and him missing that penalty and then them scoring that goal straight after. Um, especially, I'm going to get to Diego Costa's goal in a bit, but just looking at Morrison and just the fact that he missed the penalty, they went two 0 down, and then he scored a brace. Yeah, yeah. That's credit. I've got yeah, to give him credit. Yeah. Like he showed up even when he missed. Yeah. And they still had a chance to get back in the game. Cool. And yeah, I just gotta give him credit for that. Not half a bad of a not not bad of an, an assist by a Rondon either. Was that an assist? Yeah. Oh my god. The 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 overhead kick he did for Rondon. Was, was that a shot or was that, or that, was, that was definitely an assist because you've got to see the way it came straight to him. To be fair, if but when if, the ball was over here, it, at, was, it was definitely a pass. At that angle, if he's attempting that kind of sh- that kind of thing, then that's, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. He's got a lot of confidence, but whether he meant it or not, that was a wonderful assist straight yeah. to your man. And then the way he hit as well, Morrison, very good goal. How about Pedro's assist to Diego Costa? Oh mate, <laughs> it, just, it was just a whole team build up. Yeah. Well, this, this, this is this is kind of attacking goal. This is he what, went yeah. from Diego Costa went from box to box in 13 seconds and scored a goal. This is why I was trying to talk nonsense at the beginning of this man. Because Pedro's going to hurt me this year. I'm going to watch him. I'm going to be soft Box in 30 seconds. And it wasn't meant to be an assist. He took a shot. But, but Diego Costa managed to get there. Pure striker. Yeah, he, Real he, striker. He the goal. I'm just saying, when Chelsea do decide to wake up, yeah, there's still going to be a force to be reckoned with. Oh, and oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Matina certainly alert in the past there. Uh, three, three games have been Manchester City. They won uh, this weekend. 2-0. Goals from uh, Kolarov and Nazri. Rejuvenated. 
Yeah, if, if especially you company. If you don't, it's a different player this year. Raheem Sterling's a savior. If you don't understand how good City are, yeah, <laughs> it hurts me to say this, but I don't know what to like. This, no, you gotta say it because it's the truth. I, you know what I mean? You got, you got to give him some praise, man. Because Man City are no joke. The way they're looking, they're looking at it right now, yeah. It's, it's, it's looking like they're really gonna win the league. Yeah, man. it's ridiculous. The level they're playing. They're at. reminding me of Chelsea last year at the start of the season. Just the way they're just coming out the blocks. No mercy, but just going in. Yeah, at definitely. Every team. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, and was, was it was it a shocking Everton performance or did you? No, no, no. no, no, no Everton played all right. Everton okay. Lukaku hit the post, had a goal off offside. Barkley had some moments. They didn't play badly at all. Which was another wrong refereeing decision, by the way, because Lukaku was. There have been too many bad refereeing decisions. This I don't actually think there was offside. Onside, <coughs> no, Lukaku, Lukaku was onside. Someone else was off. But the thing is, his foot was just passed, and you can play the ball with that foot. Uh, if you yeah. can play the ball with that foot, it goes kind of us. That's what the rules are now. Yeah, you got no. You can't. You can't say that. that like, if that's what the rules say, he, that's he what was the rules he, say. he was onside. Personally, could, I think could, so. Personally, I think so. I, 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 I'm not sure about this foot thing. Well, from when I saw it, he looked onside to me. I, if his foot was over, I didn't see that. I'm not trying to say about they give the advantage to the striker thing. I just. I just saw him as onside that time. Well, when we watched it, um, his foot was just past the last defender. Oh. And according to the new rules, if a body part of which you can play the ball is... Oh, the offside, the offside rules. Offside, but, offside, you know, offside rules were messed up anyway. It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, no, they played all right. It's just they played a City team that's just too good. Man City are no joke. And their bench, like, just bring on Nasri. Goal. They're no joke. <laughs> <laughs> Silly how good they are. I man. really worry for the rest of the league if they do get Kevin De Bruyne. We touched it last week, but mm. I can't stress. I personally feel that they would need him. They don't. That's how good they are. They don't. But, they don't. They, but if, if they, they get Kevin get De Bruyne, it's, it's over. Like but that's but it's over. But you see what you see. This I don't want to hear Chelsea. This is no 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 no. <laughs> nah, I don't want to hear Chelsea. No, I hate Chelsea, huh? No, yeah. <laughs> 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 no. What I was gonna say is that this is the thing about City, like. When they want a player, they go and get him. They don't waste they're, time. They're ruthless. Otamendi, how much you want? Okay, we'll give Mangala on loan. Oh, we don't want Mangala. He doesn't want to come anyway. Okay. Trigger their minimum release fee. Got our man. Just like that. Simple as that. They What's his name? Dove. Oh, mm. I, I'm going to stay here as being captain. Okay, we'll offer you more money. Okay, I'm coming. When Fabian Dove is fit, he's going to be... Delph yeah. is going to add quality to that team from the bench. I don't think that you should take over from um, Fernandinho because I think Fernandinho's a perfect partner yeah. for um, yeah, yeah, Torre yeah. and, another, and another thing to add with that I'm just I've got a rave about Raheem Sterling I have to as <laughs> we always had this conversation about Raheem Sterling for yeah. me personally I really feel that Raheem Sterling has been like the fuel that's yeah. ignited this team and taken to another stratosphere because him being as so an out and out wide man has allowed David Silva to play in the position that he needs to play yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, so true. true. I true. agree with you because it's it's given City more balance as well because Jesus Navas and they're quick and they're pace now. Exactly. They got pace now on both sides. Because yeah. if you look at the last times they won the two Premier League titles, they've been very narrow yeah. in their play and they've had to play their two attacking midfielders on wide positions. But now you're looking at David Silva in the Hole with Hazes with Hazes Navas and Raheem Sterling as Wyman. You've got to think. You've got to think. Last year they played James Ward about wide at times, so you've got yeah. to think about how big an upgrade it is in terms of winning. It's crazy. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give him credit as well. You know, I don't really. Wait. He's been playing. He hasn't even scored no goals, but he's been making assists. He's been troubling defenders. Yeah, he he's been he's been playing so mature in ways that I didn't even think he could play in he, that way. His signing, his signing is the perfect thing, for especially for the bid that they signed him for yeah. at his age, and him playing the way that he's playing right now. 
is really is a credit to him as a person, yeah. definitely. So, um, and they still got the best, arguably for me, the best striker, striker in the game in Sergio Aguero up front. In the league. Yeah, that aim and close because it aim and close, and you got Wolfie Boney coming off the bench. Yeah. So, and anyone in the team can score. And as I said before, Company looks a different guy this year. Yeah, he and, um, looks like he really fancies it this year. And now they've got Otto Otamendi. Finally woke up. And now they've got Otamendi sitting next to him as well. <laughs> Yeah, so ridiculous, man. Yeah. Ridiculous. I don't. I can't see. I'm honestly saying, once Otamendi gets integrated into that team, and if he's going to be the starting man, um, we're just going to see where it goes from there, man. Because they don't look like a team that could be beaten easily, and I can't even see them losing more than three times so far. The favourites, yeah, no doubt. City are defensive, defensively sound. Say Watford are defensively sound as well. They haven't conceded many. I don't think they have. They haven't. They're not many scoring This is the thing. There has been a definite change in the waters at Watford. They went from a team that was just banging goals for final championship. All three of their strikers scored over twenty. And now they've created thirty-two chances over the last few games in the Premier League. Thirty-two, <laughs> which is less than Norwich. It's a new level, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they've, oh, come trash. To, they've come to <laughs> trash. They've, no, come to, they've come to a new level. That's what's happened. That's so exactly what happened. I don't know whether that is because they've changed their style of play or whether it's because they're finding the goals a lot harder to come by. But remember, they did score two goals against Everton, so it's yeah, very hard yeah, to true. see what the deal is with Watford. Bit of a drab match as well. No one else. Southampton now they're going to be very happy with the point at Southampton it's a very tough place to go there's no bones about that no 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 it's Watford was that Watford yeah, yeah. Watford will be happy with Watford the point, with the point yeah. but Southampton no that's what I was like Watford would be very happy with the point you've got to be careful when we talk about uh, Watford though because they've had quite a difficult run in with West Brom Watford, um, Southampton and Everton they'd be happy with what they've done they've, they've held their own and that is what you can really ask from them mm. would they stay up I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough one. If, if... That's, that's they're one of my maybes. Suspect. If, yeah. if Igalo or Didi can get their partnership fire up again like they did in the championship and at least get one of them to score 10 to 15, then yeah. What's going on with Southampton though? They're just starting to start. They're really, really missing Jordi Classy, man. Yeah. yeah, because had the chance to play. Schneider in, in I'm shining out. Classy, you know, what's the thing? Yeah, and definitely. then he's injured, and now it's looking a bit uneven uh, in midfield. I feel like when Jordi Classy comes back from injury, they're gonna click in ways that you don't even because yeah, exactly. the guy's talented. Yeah, the guy, the, the kid's talented, and it's just I just look at that team and just like they is they, the issue with that they sell so many players. Yeah. And it's not knowing that they want to sell them is that they're just re- they get approached, they, just, yeah. they get approached, and players want to yeah. leave. And now Wanyama's putting a transfer request. It's just getting rumors. worse, and they're just going to keep getting about, weaker. Rumors against about Mane as well. It's, uh, it's just disrupting the, yeah. the the flow of the team as well. So I'm just looking at Southampton now, and I don't know how Coleman's going to deal with it. See, the thing is for this season, I think they're going to be very very focused on the Europa League, which is good. Yeah, I don't like whole other English clubs using the Europa League as an excuse for oh that's why we're not doing. No, you need to league. focus on what you're trying to get, trying to win, exactly. especially in Europe. But they they drew their last European game, didn't they? They did, yeah, but, but they're still the, going for it. The, the thing is, like they were away from home. Uh, no, they, no, they, they were, were at home. They were at home. Yeah. They drew home. home. Yeah. No, but I'm saying what I'm saying is they're not. It's not like how West Ham and West Ham put kids and then they got not time. Okay, not, yeah. Tottenham have been putting kids down for years and say, "Oh well, we don't want to put them." in. You got to try and win that tournament yeah. if you're in it, man. You Especially win it, you get to the Europe, Champions League. Man. Tottenham are perennial fifth. 
they, they hold fifth. Spurs equals fifth. When the time when it. <laughs> Try and win the Europa League, innit? Because if you win the Europa League, then you get into the competition that you've always wanted to get into for a long time. You get into a qualifier, you get a qualifying position, and you get to play in the UEFA Super Cup. Oh, so so I don't happening. understand how you're not going to make if you, if you're trying to progress, that you're not trying to win the Europa League in the well, first place. So it's just like you open your your team out to a new pool of players that you can get. You got um, Yarmolenko and Colombia all played for um, was it Dinamo? Dinamo, yeah. Who was it? Who was in the final last year against Sevilla? There's some Quality quality players, players. Carlos Baca, who's moved now, he's moved on now. There's players, there's players in the Europa League that are literally borderline going to become some of the best players in the game. Yeah. And the fact that English teams, I was just talking to this about Michael during the weekend, and and I'm just fed up of how English teams are not taking European competitions seriously as much as they're taking. It's real arrogance, and I know I'm going to get to how I think about the league. That's for another conversation. But in regards to Southampton, they really do need to. Credit to them for taking Europa League seriously. Yeah, they need to because I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about their league. Yeah. I think they'll be fine. No, that's they, not might fine. Take they'll be fine. A, they might take a drop of a place or two, but they'll just be play. fine. Yeah, they'll be fine for the season. Yeah. Just, uh, just when you're the, you're the classy. Try and win the competition. Try and win competitions. That's no English. English cast are just not full of nonsense, man. By the way, let's go to the uh, the best game of the uh, weekend, of course. <laughs> no bias. It was a nil nil. It was the best game, wasn't it? Was it? No, it was a 3-2 on the weekend. You tried to tell me it was nowhere near the best game. It was a mildly entertaining 0-0 in the sense that both going back and forth, but then they weren't really... Well, I'm taking the mix. I know, I know, I know. Good. But I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. 0-0. Few chances here, few chances there. I guess it's, 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 you could say it's the um, the goalkeeper's got the uh, the points... For each team, what you say? Um, did you ever see Peter Cech's uh, body language when he was asked whether um, he thought that Arsenal were ready to mount a title challenge? <laughs> he looks like somebody who knew that they weren't quite ready. They're not ready yet. But then I think everyone at Arsenal knows that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I don't think everyone at Arsenal knows that. But this is the thing. Unfortunately. This is the thing. At the very start of the season, people were thinking, this is, this is the time, this is it. Can, can I say, I just got to say it because... This is the situation with me and Arsenal is that um, personally they are a great team. I don't think they've got a great a good group of players. They play they play great football as well. Okay, get to the point. <laughs> no, I've just got. Obviously, you got a little bit of praise for the criticism. Okay. Um, especially, and I was so impressed with their win against Chelsea as well. Um, in the community show they won all their pre-season tournaments as well, which is good on them. They prepare for the season, but then you go and lose at home. To West Ham, and not only losing at home to West Ham, you lose at home to West Ham, knowing that you got to go away to Crystal Palace, then face to, um, Liverpool at home again. So instead of you to build a momentum from the first home game, you lose the first home game by two goals to nil. You still struggle to score a goal in the game against Crystal Palace. Luckily, it was an on goal. Let me know and get into that determination by Sanchez, as they say. And then you go get you go in this game again at home to Liverpool, where your main men don't even show up for the game. If not for Petr Cech, you could have lost this game badly. Yeah. And been in a bad position and your title race would have already been over. I don't think Arsenal understand the moment that they're at right now. You said it. I don't need to say anything else. No, I'm, just, I'm fed up with that team because the mentality of that team is, is becoming jarring watching <laughs> that team. It's becoming very jarring watching that team and I don't like it. You know what? The thing about Arsenal is to the point of overrating their players a bit too highly the manager doesn't know where to put his best players and also also <sighs> to the point 
How many of aspiration when you said that was amazing? <laughs> <laughs> and how many of the same players do you have? Because I mean, if anyone with common sense with the squad you fought right now, I mean, it's Czech in goal, Bellerin right back. I guess Mertesacker or Gabriel sitting back with the next two Koscielny, Monreal or Gibbs. I don't really rate either, so I really care. <laughs> Um, Neither of them should be left back of a team that's winning the league. Exactly. Coquelin or someone better, to be honest. Even if we're so um, <laughs> Jack Wilshere when he's fit. Jack Wilshere when he's fit, to be fair. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know if I should put Ozil in the midfield. They've got too many white people playing centre midfield. They've got too many white people playing centre midfield and got too many attacking players playing wide. Ramsey on the right. That makes no sense. I'm just Ra- looking, and I'm just looking at that team and I'm just thinking... And I love Santi Cozola. I love Santi Cozola, and and I I just want to I just want to put that down on the table. I love Santi Cozola. I love Mr. Ozil. I love Alexis Sanchez. But Ozil's been missing for hell too long. Yep. Been, he decides to turn up when he wants. And and not only yeah, and I agree that he has been creating chances for his teammates. But I've always said that if you're creating chances for your team and your teammate prolific enough to convert those chances, and then you're not doing anything else, you're basically deemed an ineffective player and a waste of time on the pitch. In this in this day and age, when you need an attacking midfielder, you need, you need goals, goals from him as well. As and, well. The guy, and the guy, don't, and he the guy, shoot. the guy, the guy, and especially with Ozil as well. I'm just looking, and I'm just looking at the Arsenal team, and, and I'm rating them to a Premier League winning side. If you look, to the, do they even have depth no, on the team? So your starting eleven has to be a bit special if you're going to win it with just a starting eleven to get to the Premier League. And that's just the truth. And I'm just, and I'm looking at Ramsey. Ramsey hasn't been able to score. Bar ten goals since his fifteen goal sensation that he had for half a season, literally half a season. Literally, and I'm just saying that he should be dropped. Alex Oxley Chamberlain should be starting for that Gosh. team. If you're talking about English talent, yeah. If you're talking about English talent, you're talking about Alex Oxley Chamberlain. <laughs> the guy's special, and I don't understand why Wenger ain't starting this guy on the right, and you're playing um, Ramsey. Oh. I'm talking about them like them like I support them. Actually, exactly. That's how mad it is. And I'm looking at Giroud, and I like Giroud, but the guy's too inconsistent in finishing chances. That's one thing. Your team don't finish enough. You, your team could have 10 chances on target and you probably score one. That's Arsenal for You've you. had chances in the game. It's not that you haven't had chances. It's that your team can't put it behind the net. You know, you know how tiring this is? It's not, it's, it's not a, a one And I haven't even gone to Liverpool yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Try Arsenal. being a fan. <laughs> Try being a fan. Let's get to Liverpool though. Uh, um, oh, I, I ain't finished. I, no, he, finished. He finished. Don't finish. Don't finish. Don't finish. No, no, right. Go on, go on. Go on, no, I was, I was going to talk about Liverpool. Oh, okay. okay no, on. then let me come back. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <You see> the- <laughs> Go, go, go. See the thing is, yeah, this, this is this is the thing. This is the thing, and this is where it gets to me. We're going to talk a little bit about Olivier Giroud right here. Okay, and this is the thing. So he signed for twelve million, right? Talk about it. And he scored he scored about twenty goals per season. Okay, cool. Arsenal talk about world class strikers, right? So me, because I like comedy, I'm a comedy guy. I watch Arsenal fan TV when you draw you draw or lose. Okay, so. I'm watching it last night. I'm like, okay, let's see what they're going to talk about Giroud today. And for the first few ones, they're like, you know what? You know, it's not Giroud's fault. He wasn't getting service. And that's thinking, raw. Common sense is prevailing tonight, man. And then here comes one idiot with, ah, Giroud's just rubbish, man. He's not world-class. Okay, okay, let's analyse that. Number one, how many world-class strikers are there actually on the planet? Number two, what do you think you need up front? Someone with pace, clinical finishers. Okay, so when Jackson Martinez was... um. Available, what do you say? I uh, plays in the Portuguese league, he's not good enough. Talk Alright, then cool. Atletico Madrid. Because obviously you're better than Atletico Madrid. How about the baller? The baller? Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, yeah, but he plays with Udinese, Juventus, Champions League. Karen Benzema, Benzema called you guys clowns. Clown, called you clowns on Twitter. 
Listen, do you understand the banter levels of this? It's not even that he called you clowns. He always tweets in Spanish or French. He spoke. Yeah. He spoke in pure English. <laughs> <laughs> do you understand so I'm just, the disrespect oh levels that he? That this, Oh, I didn't even pick up for that. And, it's the truth, and, though. And it was someone, good English, you know. And, and, and someone has the goal to go and say that he's not world class. Okay, then. So go and say Suarez or Aguero, then. Because obviously, don't, take, not, don't listen, take the step down. Yes, step and down. And even speaking of Suarez, yeah, they could have got Suarez if they added a bit more money. One pound. So, One I'm, pound. Just saying, so One I'm just saying. One so pound. I'm just saying. So I'm just looking at that team. One pound. Even I, I said before, I was saying to um, a few of my friends that are Arsenal fans, and I said to them as well. I said even with Giroud just as in um, as their main striker, they could still potentially win the league with that eleven. But something has to be has to give. Ozil has to start playing better, and he has to start scoring goals to contribute to the team. Sanchez can't do it by himself, and I don't see and the situation with Cazorla and Ozil and Sanchez. I don't see them as the the man. So you think, I think I'm getting a bit too passionate. You really no, are. No, but, but, the thing, it's great. It's great. No, but, but the thing about Arsenal is, yeah, Arsenal does one assist. Oh, suddenly, Arsenal's back. He's amazing. He done a one assist and he disappeared for the rest of the game. He does simple passes. Oh, he's pass, um, completion, what was it? 98%. Okay, then. How many of those passes were really effective to get goals? Are you asking me this? Yeah. I'm asking anyone. Okay. Or it, it, can be re- it can be rhetorical if you want. It's pretty best, best rhetorical. The silence was amazing. Cause Quite I love, frankly, because that's the answer. Because I've got love. Because Ozil, I've always considered Ozil to be my favourite centre-attacking midfielder because he's just a pure, quintessential centre-attacking midfielder who gets assists and open chances to get people yeah. opportunities to score. Silver? Yeah, that's just my personal opinion. I don't think he's better than him right now. Exactly. I don't think he's a better player. But if you're talking about a pure cam... Who does his job to get people open for chances? I'm putting Ozil above anyone else because everyone is more. I want to beat a man and I want to be able to score. If you get what I'm saying, David Silva is doing an amazing job in Man City. That's why I love the fact that he's playing in the center. Yeah. But it's either two things with Ozil. It's either you're going to bench him or you're going to build a team around him. Yeah. The thing is, though, that's what the situation is. Frustrated with Russell. they've got the the wingers to be able to build that team around. If they play the direct wingers that they have. If they need to play, start playing more direct because they, 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 haven't got, they haven't got players on the team. This is the and this is my last point, and I'm done. They haven't got players on the team to play the kind of ticket tackle football that they're looking to play. They just play more direct. You've got Theo Walcott, you've got Alexis Sanchez, and you've got Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. Pace, yeah, all three. Pace, and you're passing the ball. Pace, get the ball in behind. Just get to the point in the game and cross the ball. Get it behind <laughs> and whip it to Giroud. And he's going to have a field there. You've been manager for what, 17, if 18 had, years? If Ozil had two out-and-out wingers, yeah, on this, on each wing, two out-and-out, no centre midfield, no centre midfielders up in, up in the right, two out-and-out wingers, yeah, side-to-side, yeah, you think um, Silva's doing a job? Yeah. Me. You think Silva's doing a job? Me. Watch what Ozil does if he has two out-and-out wingers on each side. You've been manager 17, 18 years, you had Perez and Jumberg on your wing. You signed Walcott. He done one amazing run against Liverpool. Obviously, showing that he had the pace to beat this player. You still play him, and then you put Aaron Ramsey yeah, on the Walker, right. Try to compensate that he can stop. Well, Walcott, Walk, but the thing is that Walcott has been bitching and moaning about playing up front, up top on his own. So there's more to the fact that Walcott. Okay, so play Oxley Chamberlain there. I want, I want, if I was last fight, I'd be pulling my hair out of the fact that he's not playing every week. Let's go to Liverpool, I'm, man. I'm tired of that. So you bring him off the man. bench, he does more in 10 minutes than Ramsey's done the whole season. I'm tired of that team. Flipping man. mug. Liverpool? Okay, Liverpool, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Please do. I don't particularly like talking about them. 
I don't think you should. You should speak about them a bit more. I'll but um, no, trust me. <laughs> you want to talk about Liverpool? Oh, oh this, this is okay. This is Liverpool. Basically, they've they, they've given themselves a bit of a different option with uh, with Benteke up front. Um, but I look at their eleven and I just see holes. I see holes All from the top to yeah. bottom. Okay. I see different types of holes as well. How long do they think Joe Gomez is going to play well for? Um, what are they really going to how, how, when are they going to settle on a midfield three what type of midfield three are they going to play what are they going to play when Sturridge is back are they going to play both strikers when Sturridge is back it's all up in the air with Liverpool and they played okay they, they, to be honest they lost 3-1 against Arsenal last year away from home and so you can't say that what they have done yesterday wasn't an improvement they're, same, better, they're definitely better last year than they were this year Coutinho's doing something amazing right now same same with their Stoke um, result they're definitely improving but there are still so many holes in that Liverpool team which has been created by spending really weird patterns and not really addressing the issues in your team what's the issue? the issue in the team is that they they, they don't like to have a settled System in terms of the way they play, they, they play too many with, formations. They play, basically. Exactly, they messed around with too many formations last year, and they they had to stick to one. They mm. so we're all assuming he's playing four three three, but yet we all know Sturridge is going to be fit, and when he is fit, he's the best striker. They bought in Ings, they bought in Benteke, they've, they've got, got Sturridge to, to come. They've, in. they've let go of Ben. No, go on. So what you're what say. was the point of Ings? They've also bought in. That's what I want. They've know. also bought in Firmino as well. He plays as a full stand out wide, but you've got the issue of where is he going to play if Sturridge is fit? Because Cortina has to play. So you've got Lallana yeah. to deal with as well. Yeah. It's just a bit of a mess. They've also got the fact that they've been playing Emre Chan all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't see Markovic yet as well. No, because they've made Markovic an afterthought. Markovic. You had a fantastic Europa League with Benfica the year mm. before he went to Liverpool. He's they made a parody of himself because they played him at left wing back. One of the reasons why Sterling actually wanted to go was the reason he was getting played all over the place. He's getting played when up front, doesn't getting have a clue. left wing. He's lost. But let me tell you something about the, the situation. I'm one of the people <clears throat> looking at the signs they made and knowing that they and understand they have a lot of strikers and they have a lot of um, selection difficulties that they have. I was just looking at the Liverpool team. I just I can't sleep on them too tough. Mm. I, I really can't just say they ain't going to get top four because I like Benteke. I think Coutinho has a chance to really become the main man now Suarez and Sterling have gone. It's been and Gerard. Emery Chan has the chance to prove that he's one of the top young German midfielders in the game. Because he, I believe that he yeah, is. He's, but I think that's if he gets the opportunity to play there. Yeah. Because we've already been playing set half or right back. That's, that's true. That's the problem. I just think there's an issue with the management. and but This is why I don't think Liverpool are going to do as well as they probably could mm. do. Because they're not being given the time and they're not being given the opportunity and the right yeah. system to gel correctly as yeah. a team. I think definitely. I think the only only thing I'm waiting for to really put my leave my verdict on Liverpool is when Sturridge comes back. Yeah. Um, I really want to see how the Sturridge Benteke tandem works. Yeah. If, I'm really interested. If that's the case, what they're going to go four four two? Are they going to go three five two? Are they going to play four three three? We're going to have to wait. Left? I think we're going to have to wait and this find is, out. If they yeah. play three five two, if, if they shoot. all I know, if they try to play Sturridge on the wing, Sturridge <sighs> should just. Sturridge is handing the transfer request at that moment and leave. It, Honestly, because if you're not going to play him as because him fully fit, 
Top Club. five strikers in the, in the league. Yes. Oh, easily. Out of easily. doubt. Out of doubt. Easily. I'm talking about and high efficiency. Yeah. Like Stop scoring per game, probably, probably, probably. I, I potentially think him healthfully fit could play, um, could play against some of the top sides in Europe. Probably, yeah. he's probably without just, a doubt, he's probably he's special. Probably, he's probably just behind Aguero and Costa. No, seriously, in, I'm talking in, about in terms of the top strikers in the game. So, if he plays him out on the wing, man, just hand and chance for Christian Kakam. As for flipping, no, I've got beef. I'm sorry, but I've got beef with Mignolet. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, I've got beef with Mignolet. Still, yeah. Played a good game like, you know, on Monday. Uh, no, 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 no. That save against Giroud was he, he, he should have made that save. Saves, man. He should have made that save. And this, this is the thing, yeah, right? He's making the same mistakes that Gary never called him out for. On the thing, diving too late, not anticipating. His arms yeah. are so low. What are your arms doing there? You got called out for it. You got you got put up against um, Noya as an example of where he puts his body, which is a little bit unfair. No, 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 no. But no, but it was the, it was the basics of it. It's still a little bit unfair. Because Emmanuel Neuer. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Yeah. It is unfair to compare the two, obviously. But he did it. He did a comparison I mean, in the sense that he just showed. <laughs> he showed where the goalkeeper's position should be when in certain areas. <laughs> his arms are so damn low. So it, it can get to a point where if someone takes a shot from long range and is is hit up in the air when he's going to the top corner, because his arms are so low, he does that thing where his left arm goes first, then his arm his left arm goes after. He's two or three inches away from the ball. It goes in. How many times are you going to see that? You're lucky because Giroud doesn't even a mug for that goal anyway, that save anyway. I think, I think he should have gone down. He should have taken one more touch and then one more step and then banged it. I think it's but he's a mug himself. That, I think it's a little bit harsh that you're um, criticising the keeper that kept a clean sheet there. I'm, it's not about the clean sheet. It's about basics. I'm just making sure he does basics though. That's what I'm asking for. So what are you asking for? That's what I'm asking for. Yeah, continue with this thing man. Very, very fiery passionate uh, chat about the, both teams in that... Uh, Last game. We're gonna to get to our. We're gonna close off the podcast. Now get to our final segments. Top bins. Top bins. What bins? Top bins. There you go, Michael. Best goal of the week. Best goal of the week. Michael, we have a. If you don't say the goal, I want you to say. I'm gonna be really upset. Let him, just, let him, say, let him say the goal. Eight. <laughs> Eight for you to to choose from this oh, week. Shit. Okay. Hey, okay. Wilson, first and second goal. Okay. Uh, Pew. Okay. Sacco, Kolarov, Costa. They call him Dave. Aspilicueta. Morrison as well, and there you're eight. <laughs> Darren's like, sick Morrison, sick Morrison. That's the one. Darren wants Morrison. What do you want, Michael? It's your segment. You get to choose. Because it's only Premier, it's only Premier League. Because I was, I was gonna say, damn, what about that goal against um, Leeds? That one, but um, Sheffield United, yeah, Wednesday. Sorry, um, I want, I, I want to say Morrison because I've given it two City players in the row now. And also Morrison's was the best. Goal. And Morrison's was a good, very good goal. To be fair, um. Was, a, was it? It's a very good goal. A very good goal. Then they're yeah, posting it. How much should he get beaten? They're, like they're all good goals. That's why they're in top bins. How much yeah. should not be beaten in that? Area? He shouldn't. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. <sighs> I just don't know. I'm not. I've got mine. I've got mine. mine. You know what? Morrison. What is yours? I think mine's Diego Costa's. Because of the way he. It's just the counter attack. It was mm. so quick, and I'm just. And I, I didn't think the guy could ro- could cover that much ground. So quickly, yeah. For Morrison, you need the interplay for them to get the ball in. The, the assist from Rondon. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And, I, no, and I agree with that. It was a ball in swinger. But I'm just talking about just where they were still to get in the game. Um, they missed the penalty. I'm just, and I'm just looking at that counter-attack. I'm just seeing Diego Costa running down the field That's, um, just to receive it. And I'm just like, no, nah, that has to be my goal. No, because Chelsea and Messi are going to do all this. Yeah, let's just give it to West Brom Morrison. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Is that it? Final, final answer? Yeah, yeah the boss. Final, answer, yeah. final yeah. answer. James yeah. Morrison wins this week's transfer. Not transfer deals. We'll get to that now. 
even though there isn't really anything no. to discuss. He, but he went to top bins. Not really anything to discuss, I'm afraid. Sorry, sorry to say, Darren. It's fine. But, oh, I'm not making the transfers, am I? Okay. <laughs> so far, what do, you, what, what do you say the best tra- the best transfer of the Premier League, of the window is so far? Um, best transfer of the window so far. I'm gonna go A for Swansea. Mm? Okay. A for Swansea for me. That attacking three that they've got is so dynamic, and so many problems can come. They've got Sigurdsson and. Ayu who are very interchangeable, Montero who's just whipping it in, um, the cohesiveness of the three just work. Um, honourable mentions for me that are going to Matteo Damian and um, because because he's being an Italian defender and doing defending. So I, I, I would go with Andre Ayu and probably Kabai third but definitely Andre Ayu first. Andre Ayu it is but that is so far there's a week left in the I can't window. say Pedro I would say Pedro, but Pedro's literally just like... He so probably is going to be Pedro. Pedro. I mean, in about, in about a week's time. Is there any reason why Chelsea win the Premier League this season be because of Pedro? Yeah. Now let's quickly, and I can't stress this enough, we've debated long enough, quickly, next week's fixtures, or this week's fixtures, Newcastle, Arsenal. 2-0, Arsenal. 1-1. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm never joking. I already said I like... I, I, I do like Arsenal so I'm going to be nasty you guys today I'm going to go for a 3-0 victory okay. away from home okay Aston Villa Sunderland oh my yeah. god 2-0 2-0 Villa 2-1 Villa 2-2 pains me to give to Tim Leicester oh Bournemouth at home Bournemouth at home. home that's a very good that's game that's a very really good game. game you know what I, 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 I still I, give the edge to Leicester I'll, I'll, I'll give Leicester their first defeat but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen but I'll go 1-0 Bournemouth just, that, just see if it happens that just, game is never going to be nah, 1-0 it's going to be more than one goal <laughs> that. I'm going for 3-2 3-3 oh jeez Chelsea Crystal Palace <laughs> That's a, that could Come be a dodgy one Chelsea's at home 3-1 Chelsea 3-0 oh, Chelsea man. 2-0 Chelsea Liverpool West Ham 1-0 Liverpool 3-0 Liverpool 4-1 Liverpool Man City Watford 5-0 Man City <laughs> Bad City are going to absolutely ruin it. I'm going with four goals. I'm just going to put it on the street. Aguero's going to catch up with the goals that he's missed so far, man. He's angry. Aguero to score a brace. Uh, five, one. No, 5-0 no, actually. It's what for us. Stoke, West Brom. 1-0. Stoke to get their first win. Yeah, 2-0 Stoke. Tottenham, Everton. Everyone's going to win this one. Tottenham are just ain't good enough. Tottenham, Everton. Are they? are pants, man. They're pants, man. <laughs> Tottenham and Everton are the most inconsistent team in the league. Um, we're going to go with one all. One all. Southampton, Norwich. Southampton finally going to get a win. Yeah. But it ain't going to be easy. 2 1. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with that as well. Uh, Swansea Manchester United this Swansea at home yep we're going to lose again yeah I think, <laughs> I think I think I actually think if we don't fix up I think this is going to be our first um, league defeat um, but I'm going for a 2-1 victory for Man United you know I'll go with that you know I'm going to go with a 2-1 victory just, for Man United I think Man United will just edge it out just because but yeah. don't be surprised that I'm not saying the other way it's either 2-1 United 2-1 Swansea so I'm open to a defeat today um, for, the, for that game I, yeah I say 2-1 Man United yeah Two one Swansea. I just I don't. You just, you, you just, we don't create enough chances to to worry. Are you Montero? Oh, it's gonna be a game. It's gonna be a game. It's gonna be a very interesting one there. The table for this week is as followed: top four, 
are Manchester City, Leicester, Liverpool, and Manchester United. What? So that Arsenal's not there, yeah? Oh, my team. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to, man. I just had to. <laughs> you want to ruin my flow? Are you attempting to ruin my no, flow? Team, no, Arsenal's coming up with the watch, man. He's always said bad thing. We'll get there. Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth are Arsenal. Hey. Arsenal ninth. He's good to know teams. Crystal Palace fifth, Swansea sixth, Everton and Norwich. No. 10th Chelsea West Ham are 11th Watford 12th 13th 14th 15th 16th and 17th uh, Bournemouth Aston Villa Stoke Tottenham and Newcastle and the bottom three oh, no. are Southampton Sunderland and West Brom Tottenham are stressing there's plenty of games left it doesn't mean yeah games but left. before you know it it's December and then you're still you're still not, you're still not wait, wait 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 you say, you say Sunderland above West Brom yeah no I saw you out bruv <laughs> Well, Where can they find us? That's Michael? how you get for dropping Berahino. <laughs> Where can they find us, Michael? Um, trying to do Van Hall. They, uh, <laughs> they can find us. <laughs> you dropping Berahino in a game against Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get on to Tony Peters' name, uh, they had, they had the uh, they would have won that game, man. You can find us on the free, no, 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 www.3midfield.com. <laughs> yeah, you can repeat that. Make repeat that. Uh, Twitter oh, at 3imidfield. And um, soundcloud.com slash free midfield. Subscribe so you can get updates when we're doing this again, which will probably be next Tuesday. But you know. yes, indeed, this was another week of the free and midfield podcast. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.